What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei, and came back again with another episode. Do you have that dog in you? To, <laughs> to, to hold caffeine in my body? No, no, just, just in general, do you think that you got that dog in have I have a dog type of uh, motivation to do certain things what when it comes mean? to, like, a dog mentality of, um, like, no one's going to do this for me at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I have to, like... I have to really like I don't know battle my way through certain stuff like like you're not gonna I don't believe that certain things in life are gonna come like really easy or be given to me so I have to fight so, uh, so that that makes okay okay is that because you're getting old or do you think that you've always had that because of I feel like now that we've reached the age where the United States is gonna tell us to start getting real jobs and, and put stuff uh, behind us does it feel like now that there's a countdown you just need a lock in. Not really. I think I, even when I was younger, like I've always been more of like a, not like an aggressive person, you know. So oh, like, mm-hmm. even when I was younger, I've always it's, had a mentality of like people are going to pay. You know? I'll go. Like, like, like a for example, like um, like if I was younger, I remember when I was in third grade mm-hmm. and a woman told me like, "You are never gonna succeed to be like anything in life." And I remember being in third grade, like, you're going to pay. I'm going to do whatever I can. Like, as a third grader. Was it a teacher? Being like, was it teacher? No, it was a student. Was it, it, was it was a student. student. And I, remember, I vividly remember her name right now. Like, I remember at that point, like, you're, you're going to pay. And I'm going to find you. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Y'all, I, I feel like I literally know where she's at right now, too. It's crazy. I know where she's at right now. And I, I promise it's, it's, it's up. Boy. I'm it's up you. and it's stuck. It's, it, it, but, like. I don't know. I've always had. I don't know if that would be considered like dog mentality of like a. I'm gonna work to prove like, like I have a, such a checklist in my head of like, you said this and I promise you. Like as a third grader, I had such a mindset of I promise you one day I'm gonna come back to you. Even if I don't see you after this day, I will come back to you and what? just laugh. Like one just, day, one time, one I'm day, throw a hundred dollar bill in your face. I'll, I'll just <laughs> just you, hand you the hundred like this. You know what? And that's that's one of those things where I try and tell. Actually, you ever heard of the the saying of "I'd rather be a a warrior in a garden than a garden in a war, than a gardener in a war"? Yes, I feel oh, like that's, that's right. that idea stands so viciously right there because it's like I feel like you need to be able to not just lock in but dominate all your enemies. But you need to be able to rein it back into the eyes of, of society as a whole. Yeah. I feel like just just a dog mentality to me is more like how you said, like, I have to conquer, like, my enemies to an extent. Like, I have to, seeing other people winning has never made me, like, hate them or be like, I need to see you down. It's always made me, like, I just, I have to be so much further than you at some point. Like, I need to look back at myself now and get past that. What I just saw you do, I have to now beat it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Do you feel like you're in competition? Yeah, like almost with, to a fault. But but like even if you never met that person, like you never like got to know them on a personal level, you just feel like you're in competition with them, and you must surpass them in order for you to like be able to say to your third grade self, like, "Hey, we did it." If that As, makes sense. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. At some point, it was like that. That it's like I felt like I had to do this, this, yeah. and this. But as I've grown older, I feel like. Instead of the world hardening me to be like, make me look at stuff more like that, it's really mm-hmm. softened me up of like a, not everything has to be a battle, you know? And yeah. like the, at the end of the day, if you have a mentality of going into everything as like a lion's den, yeah. then it's going to be hate. 
like all the way through and you can't win off of hate yeah, in your no, heart no, I no. feel like you can't win off of hate mm-hmm. so it's like having more of a mentality of like there can be there can be especially in a category of like music there, there can be multiple kings in this area you know what I'm saying I'm just going to be the king in my own eyes yeah. and amongst my own like mm-hmm. what I view my world is I'm going to be the main character of my own stuff mm-hmm. and if you are winning on your side too I'm happy that you're winning too but your winning is going to motivate me to win more on my side because you have shown me that something is possible yeah, you know what I'm saying so it don't have to be I come and need to come and like take you down it's not one-on-one now yeah. but it's like you have not motivated me to level up myself you yeah. feel me yeah. I've always been a hater though I know you have yeah. and <laughs> NK in second grade look <laughs> NK in second grade, NK was the my first com- one of my first competitions. Before that girl came in third grade, NK was there in second grade to co- to compete. See, see, my parents, my Nigerian parents, immediately said, "You see, your age mates in Kechuku, you're going to St. Stephen's Catholic School. You see your age mates, and you see what he's doing. Okay, joke if you want to joke." And NK came and started taking stuff seriously. As a second grader, I started getting frustrated. I thought we were here to joke and go to recess. NK was taking life seriously. See, nah, nah. So I grew up. You know what? I think oh, that was the main thing that separated us while we were in uh, elementary. Facts. You had friends. <laughs> you, even though that we were the only black kids in this like a sea of white faces, Fact. you had a lot more friends than I had, right? And I feel like from that point on, I've literally had it in my heart of making sure folks lose. I'd rather see everyone lose than than me than me win. Sometimes I'd rather see everybody so lose. Crazy, I will burn down every <laughs> every boat. I will burn it down. I'm the type of dude that if wait, I'm the type of guy that if a person was coming to rob my town, I'd rather burn down my town first before folks folks will come. I just, there are a lot of people in the world with that mentality of like it's a of people, people, mentality. people like with the mentality of like instead of you to beat me here, I would rather see you fall. Like it's easier for me to see bring you down than for me to just work harder to beat you. Mm. You feel know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would just rather see you come back down. Do you feel like that's the right way to, you know, well, it will never sure. be right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it will never be right. Wondering. Yeah, It will always be the wrong way to approach things. But I feel like that's just the Nigerian in me wanting to defeat all my enemies for real. Mm. So, <laughs> But Nigerians also paint us like, Nigerian parents paint us out against each other like, often like they really make things that aren't competition competition a lot at a time like, so we grow up with like i said like why are you comparing me and nk in second grade yeah of oh, like yeah. why like yeah. why are you comparing like our educational like purposes in second grade yeah. it doesn't make sense you yeah. made an enemy out of no enemy yeah i should see this as my brother yeah. in second grade that i play with at recess yeah instead i see him as my only competition when there are hundreds of white people in this school yeah. that I could also see as competition. Yeah, but really. I see him as competition black, instead. Black. You feel me? Like that they just pan it out to be doggy dog and go and beat out your brother. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah. and oh, um, I feel like school sets up so much, um, not so much instances, but reasons to compete. Like okay, uh, I'll tell you guys this story while I was in um, the car. Actually, no. I'll call, I'll say a story of a. T- you know what? Have y'all ever heard of the idea where it's like the worst you can say is is no? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the worst she can say is no. 
I promise it will all come come back to come back together. Back in in third grade, third third grade, I was in um, this one. It was a kind of it was kind of a big um, elementary school. It was kind of big elementary school, right? There was this one really pretty light skin girl, really pretty, really light skin, right? This was during the time where they were trying to make the internalized hatred of being dark skin. This is the oh, turn the lights off. I can only see his teeth and eyes. Oh my god! Yes, it was during that time. It was during that time, right? <laughs> Like, this is peak African booty scratcher uh, <laughs> conversation, right? Hold on, hold up. Actually, yeah, no, let me not cut you off. Let me not cut you off. Sorry, my bad. Wait, what, what were you about to say? No, I was just going to ask you, what do you think changed that to now people trying to fit into the culture now? Oh, we're, get, we're, we're getting money, man. We're, we're, we're getting money. We're, we're getting bitches. We, we handsome. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I truly think it's, it's Afrobeats has played a big part. In that it was, it was starting. It started a little bit earlier, but the Afro really made Africa the yeah. thing to be. Yeah. Okay. But back to my story. Time. Yeah, my bad, my bad. So my I bad. was, um, this was peak African booty scratcher times. But me personally, I thought that I wasn't like these other uh, Africans that they're saying because of I, I seemed and looked more quote unquote American. Like till this day, folks think that I'm from, a, I'm from a New York or a or a Baltimore or like a. I don't get Chicago. I don't get Chicago. I get, I get. <laughs> I don't get a Chicago. But yeah, the the majority black areas. So I said, you know what? I feel like this will go all right. So I walk up to her. I was like, hey, um, would you want to like go on a date? And I, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, my mom could cook us food and like this whole this whole angelic moment, right? How old are you when this happens? Third grade. Dates in third grade? Well, it, it was more of a... <laughs> so I, I said all that, right? And she looked, and then she looked around as if she was on a show of Ashton Kusher Punk. So that's how she looked around. <laughs> and she said, you? <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> And that's not even the wildest part. That's not even the wildest part. She says, come back when you're older, and I probably will still say no. <laughs> Is that not insane? <laughs> Is that not insane? Was your fit hard? This was before thrifty was cool. Let's just put it like we're thrifty because we're poor, not thrifty because we're stylish. Did, if, but you, if you remember, what did that do to your third grade confidence? <sighs> Or like, like, did that instill something in you? Like, like for, for Mac, like, oh, you'll never amount to nothing. Like, I am going Let's to. Let's just say I keep tabs on a lot of folks that don't matter no more. Let's, <laughs> let's just say it like that. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like it's it's it sets me up to not just see myself as like lesser in a sense, but more of like these folks. Are not my folks. <laughs> These people are not like me. That's what I'll just I'll, I'll cut it at that because it's like people were trying to tell me that I was ugly, but I'm like I'm not ugly. I refuse to believe I'm ugly. Y'all have to be wrong. That was the type of uh, energy that I I brought to the thing. So yeah, that was the. But yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. So if the if the if you ever think the worst that they can say is no, it's not. It could get bad. It can, it can get bad. <laughs> Especially for a dark skin man. How, how about your own uh, existence? 
A white woman told me that she would never kiss me because my lips are too big and I'll swallow her. Said that in middle school. Oh my Said it in middle school. Vividly, she goes to the University of Minnesota, right? Like, like she just graduated from the University of Minnesota. What, I hold, what, what, I hold, what's I hold, her keep name? tabs, but then people know I keep tabs. This is middle school. This is sixth grade. What's her name right now? I I will out her name, bro. Name drop. I will out her name. Name I really think I really think at some point, but I just I want a bigger platform. I'm talking about Grammys. Oh yeah. Where I can out people's names of hey you that's a doctor now. Remember what you said to me? Like uh, I need you to lose, bro. I needed to lose. I don't I don't I don't think the the doctorate program. You know what? One day, the doctor program will come and watch this podcast because this thing is gonna be huge. But I just that's too far down the line for me. I need it now. I need it tomorrow. I need him to watch it tomorrow. That's my issue. She so. said that you would swallow her. She said your lips are too big. You would swallow me. So I'll never kiss you. How was the experience growing up African in elementary school, in middle school? Because I know it was different for both of us. But like, Terrible. how was it for y'all? Like, what Awful. were the jokes and like things they said about y'all? Awful. They would, man. The j- <laughs> smelled like you're off the boat. Man, smell like African spices. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, um, <laughs> man. I know exactly what you ate last night. Oh, Does your yep, washer yep. not work? Mm-hmm. Um, your nose is a little. Your nose is a little wide. The nose, man. <laughs> the nose will get you. And I know you can smell everything from here. <laughs> they get this, 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 this. Oh, boy. They got crucial, bro. Like I'm t- people. I don't think people understand how like crucial people got at like such a young age. And That's it's like crazy. y'all are saying like this. I used to join in for sure. I joined for in. sure. Like, absolutely, everybody joined in. I understand. He said, I'm safe. No, I'm safe. Because I would say, you're not African. You're just black. He would say, no, I'm different from you. Okay. No. Get fried. <laughs> it's your fault then. You, you signed up. I tried to help you join my side. And he said, no. So now it's on you. That's exactly how it was. Okay, right, bro. I, know. I, I genuinely felt like we were just two different people. Like, Man. if you are African, like, I was just completely different from you because of your background and everything so like we would identify just differently even though we'd have like the same skin tone and everything so i know a lot of times this was this is so more much more so in high school where like they'd be getting clowned because my Tatino grace is racist like mad racist mm-hmm. and they'd be clowning like one of my Real quick what's up there. right before you even get there mm-hmm. the fact that you weren't like a superstar athlete how was that did, were you treated different than said superstar athletes when they started really rolling in? Because um, in the span of like three years, y'all have like what ten D one players out of nowhere yeah. coming from zero. Um, I mean, in a sense, like my sophomore year, I was, I guess you can say, a superstar athlete in the school itself because okay. I was playing a lot. Okay, okay. But once, like, Young dude on the team, once, yeah, like. The coach's favorites and his recruiting came in. Like, obviously, you see teachers start to treat you different. Teachers don't engage in much conversation with you anymore. They don't. They don't ask you, how the family yeah, doing no yeah, more. Yeah, or or like passes for homework and stuff. Like, I remember I had one teacher. Like, he excused this one test I did really bad on because he didn't want me not to play in the next game. And so, like, uh, it was just so many accommodations, but. <laughs> 
Once that came, it was just like <laughs> Wait, it was like on, on, sh- on, it was on, like shoot. Like so, you're telling me now that you weren't going to play the game? They're like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. It and and, even and matter. that's that's just how they were, bro. Because the one thing that I realized people want to have on people is that when people make it, be like, I taught him, I did this for mm, yep, him, yep, I did yep, all yep. that. And so, like, and if they realize, oh, like your chances of making it are decreasing, or you know what I'm saying, um, they'll they'll reduce their their kindness it's sad bro it's sad that you see it in teachers that are supposed to give equality to everybody so but yeah once once uh Tayson, tommy cj demarion pat all them start rolling in like you could just see a whole shift oh, okay. and okay, so okay. yeah yeah but continue as the proverbial idea of light-skinned man during this time wait what do you mean like rephrase that or for for my liking, my best. Um, I understand that. When, during the times of like my middle school and high school, the thing that everybody wanted to be was a light skinned dude with curly hair, nice eyes. Mm. So, how was that? <laughs> I mean, was it, that? it was. I mean, it's it was good. Like I I I really figured out like my potential in high school when I when I got to Tito Grace because your your brother was like, bro, <laughs> do you realize how much you like how much control you really have? And I was like, what do you mean? And then he just started to show me. He was like, bro, like you just need to be more nice because I came from a middle school where the white kid was trying to be the black kid, and now I'm coming to a high school where the black kid is trying to be the white kid. Talk on that. How is it? Speak on that. Speak on that. Speak on that. Speak on that. Because it was just like, it was just a whole shift. Like I went to fair middle school and it's like, it's a, it's a public school. And literally bro, I was such a, like a, a, it's sad to say, but like a trench, trench baby. Like I would, I would leave class. I would talk back to the teachers. I'd go to recess. I would, I, bro, I had, yeah, yeah, continue, continue. Yeah. Uh, I just had so many, I have mm -hmm, five, mm -hmm. I had four guardians come in and shadow me throughout the whole school year. Mm -hmm. Like I was really bad. But when I went to Tino Grace, it was a complete shift. Like I seen other people studying. It made me want to study. I seen other people like had, like you said, NK was on his stuff. Like it made me want to get on my stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was just a complete shift. And so. I don't know. To tie, I, I kind of lost my train like, of thought. You, but okay, like I think the idea that my brother was trying to give to you mm -hmm. some of the things that people would see as aggressive from my tonal in comparison mm -hmm. to someone with your tone. Yeah, it'd just be received differently. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, so when I came into Cecil Grace, I just thought everybody that was showing me like love and smiles and everything was just fake. Okay. And so I wouldn't talk to nobody. But then you have you have DJ and other people like they talk to everybody. They have all these friends, and he was like, "Bro, if you don't like start connecting and like you like play you, the game, yeah, like people will just naturally love you just because mm. you said hi. Mm. You don't even have to what what are you here for? Like what do you do? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do much. All you have to say is hi. And then so, but that led me down a, a bad path because once I learned that and like mastered that, like. It, it got wicked, bro. It got real wicked. It got real wicked. Because once I saw how easy it was, because, like, really, I don't know. As I was growing up, I thought everything was just overcomplicated. I had to do so much more to gain people's approval. Mm. But really, it's just, like, just be you, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I believe it helped me. So. Wait, pass, pass it like this way? Yeah. When, I knew it was coming. When did you realize that you were handsome? Like, when Ooh. did you realize that you had the quote-unquote power? Probably like sophomore year, not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sophomore year of uh, college, college or high school. 
college. Okay. And then my junior year was when I realized how to actually use it. It was the same thing with him. Like, I commuted my first two years of college, so I wasn't really around people. And, like, COVID kind of ruined that whole college experience for everybody. But it was my first week at St. Thomas, and we were at a party. And there was someone that was trying to talk to me that was new. And I was just like, why are you asking me so many questions? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Who what do you want? You? Like, why are you talking to me or whatever? And you looked at me, and you're like, bro, you just fumbled the craziest bag because she knows everyone and can get you plugged in with everybody. So I was like... Like you were saying, like that communication piece and like knowing who you're dealing with and knowing what audience you're talking to, bro, it actually matters so much because you can literally, like if I didn't go back and apologize to her, the last two years at St. Thomas would have been cooked. It would have been over for me. No, literally. I was, I was just going to say, like, especially people at Tatino Grace, like their parents have crazy bread. And so they're just going to receive that inheritance. And for me not to talk and connect with them, I'm losing money myself, you know? So it was just like... Your net piece. Yeah, your network is more important than your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we got back cool or whatever. So then I got invited to a darty. Mind you, I don't be outside no more. It's crazy. But beyond the point, Um, there was a dad there. It was homecoming. I'll never forget this. I was wearing some beat up court uh, court purple ones. They were lows. The dad was like, I don't have these. I want these because I go to St. Thomas games all the time and I want to match with my son. He said, I'll give you $400 right now. (laughs) Mind you, these shoes were $150. (laughs) He said, I'll give you $400 right now just because I can. And then I was sick because I wore a size 12. He needed a 13 and a half. So, yeah. But, like, just because I made that connection, now I'm, just, I, I'm able to make more money. So, And I feel like especially feeling like you're different, you'll tend to make things a problem that were never a problem in the first place. And now you're out here burning bridges for no reason. Yeah. Just out of not just an insecurity of your own self, just the the fact that you're ignorant of what's actually going on around yeah. you. Cause she genuinely just wanted to like say hi. She wanted to her, meet the new kid. New kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm over here, what do you want? Get away from me like why are you aggressive? like yeah. Now I'm making NK look bad. No like, bullshit. <laughs> literally she said, Why is your friend trying to fight me? I'm like And now I'm sitting here like I just didn't want you to keep talking. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> The thing is, that, that night was funny because I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Do I got to just not hang out with you? No way. Is that really what this is? Is he going to scare all for no reason? And speaking of scaring what are some times when your homies uh, uh, scared the hoes and you didn't even? Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a moment. <laughs> um... Man, I have the craziest one. We were at my crib. <laughs> and it was right after church service. So the Holy Spirit is moving in this friend's body. And I don't blame him. But it was just the people he was talking to and the way he was pressing them. They were people that really didn't believe in Christianity in that way. And then they believed that, you know, their body, they do what they want to do. Okay, that's your belief. You have that. But he was forcing the idea of it's not your body to people that don't believe that. Because, like, as a Christian man, I believe that my body is not my own, it's God's. But I cannot argue that fact to someone that does not believe in anything I believe in. You're just talking to a wall. And he's sitting here telling them, cursing them, cussing them, that you're gonna go to hell, that Jesus hates you, like you need to stop doing this. And they were genuinely scared. So they tapped me and they they said, look at your phone. And then they all left. Everybody just left my house. And he's sitting over here like he's LeBron James, just won the end season tournament, (laughs) clapping, celebrating. And they were like, if you ever invite us again around him, we will just not come. So it was like I had to choose what friend I was going to be around, and I was like, yeah, bro, you can't keep scaring people like this. Bro, oh, my God. I, I, when I realized not everyone could be around everyone, it yeah. really made me sad. 
because yeah. I wanted to bring all my homies together and hold hands and joyous and jump up and down one one at a time. But I realized the way people move, you just can't do it yeah. because of you'll end up causing bigger problems than just having these people separate. Because of I feel like not everybody should be allowed into people's lives. That's just, <laughs> just plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Yeah, telling someone you're going going to hell is insane. <laughs> just like they just look like like we they were like respectful to like they get what he was believing, but it's like we just don't believe that. So mm-hmm. like that's just not us. Mm-hmm. And it was like you could have left it just because I stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And if I stopped talking, it's like okay, bro, you got it. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, I'm gonna keep talking even though you stopped and make you believe it. And they were like, yeah, like they were crying. You can't force belief. Oh. And it's like wow, because now the whole school knows that you're weird. <laughs> The whole entire school. The label of weird will never leave. It'll never go away because they will remember that and forever when you scared them. And the thing that's that's funny about scaring the hoes, I feel like it's uh... (laughs) a... Women have this sense to them where if one man is scary... There's something in the air that just just get flushed around all the women around, and they just know there's danger around. And, then and I, invited you. I invited and then you. I invited you. Now that I'm guy's scared. <laughs> now they I'm have scared. to be scary together. They, it's, they, it's, it's a core. It's a core belief. He, he believes what he believes. Yeah, it's cooked. Like I'm finished now. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Because it's like what two birds that fly the same way might believe the same thing, and I'm not gonna take the risk of finding out that you don't believe the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was God. a cooked moment. <laughs> I know you have one. Of what? Uh, just people scaring other people. Making, mm. making weird moments. Ruining vibes. You said what? Ruining vibes. Ruining Sca- vibes. You know what scaring the hoes means. I really can't think. I really can't think. Well, one thing that I've realized, bro, is that when I got enlightened, some stuff from my like past has just been erased like i can't think of like literally i try to think of stuff like i try to go back and see from back there and i can't i i just can't that's not a part of you no more type of vibe i I truly i well well it really depends bro it's like i i i can't go back to certain memories and be like oh and just describe and go crazy you know like i used to you know and so i truly believe that that was god's being that being that you don't really quote unquote scare the hoes do you feel like there's a plan that you set set up for yourself so you never have a instance of actually making girls uncomfortable um yeah i think it just comes from kind of like the fear of rejection like I think I already talked about it, but coming from my friends in high school, be like, oh, you're that guy, you're that guy, you're that guy, you won't get rejected, like the looks, you hoop, you're smart, yada, yada, yada. And now I actually try and go up to a girl with the confidence of I'm that guy, and then she just tears it down. It's just like, dang, am I really that guy? And so I think the plan and strategy that I've developed over time is like if once we lock eyes and you don't come to me then it's just it's it wasn't meant to be you know and so if we lock eyes and then like like i'll, I'll hit him with like a side look and then look and then look again and i'll probably stare do longer that look, do that look to the camera do no, that like look. you really like I, I i just like side look like up and down and then look again and then look at like the third time you should come if if not if not if not if not it's just like it's it's cooked so 
And and I, I just refuse to be that guy where I go up to you, you engage in conversation, you want me to buy you a drink, you want me to buy you this or do do whatever to accommodate your needs. And then it's just like just to just a joke. You know what I'm saying? Not not in like a in a bad way, in a sinful way. I'm just like just a joke, like not in a like, okay, let's get Talk to, to know mic. each other, you know. Yeah, pass that. I heard this at church at a dating panel, and it was the realest thing I've ever heard. Cook. We need to limit the sassiness in these men. You are are a man. Go tell that woman that she is beautiful and that she likes you. Because truthfully, the worst she can say is yuck. Okay, go about your day. I think my story explained that there's a No, that was in third grade. We are grown now. She's not going to say yuck to your face. She's going to say no. I don't know. There's a, there, there, you would there, be surprised. There is a lot of women that will say more than just yuck, just just because they want to feel like feel that. good. Yeah, that power. Like I don't know. That's because it's just uh, insane that us men now. I'm not gonna say me. Have to f- have the feeling that we need to be swept off of our feet. That's, are, are we Cinderella now? No, 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 no. You're you're speaking you're speaking facts. You're speaking facts. And and that's the thing that I realize is that the woman that I'm actually for real about, I pursue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like if you're if you're just on jokes, just trying to like Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to Even figure better out question. Where, yeah. where do y'all look to find the woman you talk to? Before you get there. Oh before before you get there. Yes, I do want to be swept up. Yes, I do. <laughs> Sassy I want nigga. you to make to make me feel like I'm worth it. I yeah. want to feel worth it. No, like, some, like, yeah. like my whole thing, my whole thing. I think that's why it took me so long to really <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's I think that's what it really took me so long to date for real. Because remember, I had a girlfriend, right? And for my birthday, she got me a gift that was for the both of us, and I'm like. Are women just inconsiderate? Are they just inconsiderate? It was a picture of us. Fuck you. Like, what are we doing? I wanted three hoodies. I wanted three hoodies. That's and now crazy. I'm staying looking at this picture of me and you. And I feel like that only exists for women. It only exists for women where they feel like they don't need to cater and pamper and do all that stuff. No, I feel like a true woman knows how to cater to their man. That like means a true. sex. That means sex. It, it, I'm it's not, not, it's not even. It, it's not even sex because then it's like. Want to jump in? Yes, I have something to say. It's just. It's just. It's just. At, after the sex, it's like okay, now what? Like that's not real catering, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, you probably don't, but. Yeah. New challenger approaches. So on the on the topic of the selfishness, whatever you were just talking about, right? So for my birthday, I was taking out on a date, right? I, it was it was a nice day, whatever. We did a little thing. We did a little escape room. Did but you then, pay for pay for your birthday date? No, no, okay. no. But the thing was, I don't like seafood. I don't like seafood, and I made that clear. And she still took me to a seafood restaurant. <laughs> now look, I appreciated everything that was done that day. It was perfectly fine. I loved the date. There was nothing. There was nothing wrong with the date at all. But it's like you like seafood. I don't. <laughs> But it's okay. You wanted sushi. Yeah, you wanted yeah. the meal. And now I have to yeah. sit here and eat this sushi yeah, bowl poke yeah. fusion yeah. nonsense. Exactly. Because you didn't want to go to a steakhouse like exactly. I asked. Exactly. 
Yes, but that's all I wanted to say. Hey, if you're watching this though, I really did appreciate that day. There's nothing wrong with it. I just and you thought see that was how he has to. No. Wait, it. and you see? No. Wait, wait, and no. you I you not have Bro, Stand on it. You didn't <laughs> like the dinner. You didn't appreciate it. And wait, you don't care. And my, that's, and, you, and that's my whole thing. That's my whole thing. They went. He went and just said, but it was still fun. I'm glad that you made the effort. It was nice. It was cool. On my birthday. No, I would. Nah, I feel mm. like when on that's the topic I like my of girlfriend. like sassiness, I feel like <laughs> if it's really hard because this could go hand in hand. But on just speaking from my perspective, like the reason why I was once quote unquote a sassy. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a sassy. But I'm not once, once, once was in the once past. Once was in the past. You said, no, 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 in the past, bro. Because it was the women that I was messing with, like weren't treating me like how I want to be treated. Yeah, mm -hmm. envisioned and how I like to be treated. Even if I told them they weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example. Ah, uh, you know, let me not even talk about exes, bro. It's okay. Nah, it's okay. Nope, bring it back. Mm. Cook. I feel if you're okay, not yeah, in the yeah, right uh, uh, space to, uh, you yes. don't have to. Yes. No, no, no. It's good. It's good because I'm over it, but it's just on the topic. So, mm -hmm. on my birthday. You, you see know, how all these birthdays oh, are being you, ruined? You you know. Oh, we're only oh, this age you once. Know, you know, on my, bro, on my birthday. So, she she's over. She sleeps over. And I wake up and I go have uh, breakfast with my spiritual mentor. And I wake up to, I, I, she, t she sends me a whole list of things that she doesn't like about me. And I'm like, bro, what? On my birthday. And she said, she said you, what, like, your design doesn't fit like what I want. And I was just like, why would you say on my birthday? Like, can you leave that? Can, can you leave that for January 8th? Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then, uh, Matt, bro, oh my gosh, I took myself, I took myself out to the Mall of America to buy a birthday outfit. And then on top of that, we went out to eat. I, I don't know who was there, but we went out to eat. And she brought her friend, and I had to pay for her and her friend because she said she didn't have the funds at my birthday. But I was like, bro, I don't care if I have to go like loan money from a bank for your birthday. I will go do that. Like, or ask people to accommodate me for my boyfriend's birthday or my girlfriend's birthday. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then, and then on top of that, like, she just, uh, it was a lot, bro. I'm not going to lie, but it's just, it, I feel, like, I feel. that, that, that whole thing kind of like made me be like, I'm I'm taking a step back. You need to come and sweep me. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to come and accommodate and me. And you know to the thing point. that's funny. The thing that's funny. I've seen so many of my homies be ready to die over their woman, mm -hmm. and yeah. yet they treat uh, the woman treats treats them like the side to the side. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> thing, bro. And it it's just ridiculous. makes it makes us men like take a step back, a huge step back, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. wow, like. Where, like you know like just where is this girl that is going to just love me for me you know mm -hmm. and like just accommodate and cater to me i think situations like that like what you said are like you said like why dudes end up acting like sassy like you need to come sweep me off my feet so i could see like that perspective and i could see jaleel's perspective of like a but a man, you still at some point need to be a man. Oh, yeah. and, and I think, I think, I think, for example, like I always said, like to my homeboys, like 
I see approaching women as like steps where it's, I can take one step. I can take the first step and I have no problem taking the first step. I can take the second step and I have no problem taking the second step. And you have not taken a single step. You're still where you're at. I will not take a third step without you moving at all. That is harassment. Yes. Now I am busting down your door. Now I am the CIA, the FBI. I'm not going to do that. I will take the one step. Okay, maybe that could have been a fluke to you. You need more reassurance. Here's my second step. It's a bolder step. I'm going to now take a third. You're not, you, you, you know what I'm trying to do. You're not done. I actually want to just apologize. Wow. All you guys had those events on your birthdays? Yes. I, I, well, on my birthday. My birthday was great. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight, man. No, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, I witnessed yeah. it too. I feel like are you talking yeah. about are you talking about where was that uh what, yeah. what restaurant was that? The Chinese one? Yeah, the hibachi yeah. one? Yeah. Ding, bro, oh, ding. Man, she my early? Yes, bro, yeah. ding. Oh, yeah. Ding. <laughs> but like it it, it yeah. takes us to like un like to Jalil's point, because I I agree with Jalil hundred percent. But it takes us to unlearn that hurt and heal that hurt to come into the Okay, I am a man. Like I, God designed me to pursue the woman and to lead and be the head of the household. And so I have to unlearn that hurt. But if we're just carrying that and being like, nope, nope, she did that to me, so you have to be different, and I'm holding you to the same requirements, it's just like that. That's unfair to the next girl. So it's just it like is always unfair to have other people deal, like have to pay for the hurt that someone else. Yep. did to them yep. you know, that's facts. that is always that's always going to be unfair in any situation but we see that a lot in our generation with couples and relationships that are coming up that it's like you are here coming into a completely new relationship mm-hmm. talking about some oh i've heard that before so i don't believe you going this this and that yeah. that i that's not me you didn't talk to me yeah. that wasn't what i did to you i didn't hurt you yeah. and i think we have we have to some so often like remind the woman that we're in front of or the woman has to remind the man that she's in front of like i'm not the one that hurt you because you're looking at me like the person that like the offender right now you yeah. know what i'm saying and we we started off as enemies yeah. and if you build a bad base as enemies then any cake that's built on top of that base is going to be messed up you feel mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's like you have to start off on genuine clean slates and if you're yeah. not ready to start off on a clean slate and you have that anger do not proceed into the next thing yeah. That's people's problem. They be, they be trying to cover up the last thing with a new thing, and then you bring that hurt into the new thing and wonder why that baggage, new thing is yeah. the same thing. If you came into it and you expect me to be this dude that was just like your last dude that was treating you poorly and this, this, and this, and like no matter what I do, I could be treating you so great. You are always going to have it in mindset. You're treating me so great, and there's you have an ultimatum. It can't be good. It's always too good to be true to you yep. because someone else was doing some messed oh up thing to you. You feel what I'm saying? Bro. And it's like, we have to unlearn that stuff as, as we go, but it, it takes growth and people taking damn time. Nobody want to take the damn time. Like, this just you now, don't yeah. have to be on to the next nigga like, yeah. or to the next woman. Like, you don't have to. You can be single and, like, genuinely yeah. single. People are afraid of being, like, for real, like, there is no roster. There's no one on my line. There's no nothing. Like, I am genuinely 100% single and going about my life. But they can't even picture that. Like, they can't imagine that. That mm-hmm. is the greatest take ever. Because of one thing that I've realized, especially, so I, one thing that I pride myself in is the fact that I have female friends. I genuinely love the fact that I can stand up here and say, you know what? 
women find me enjoyable in a platonic sense. Because I don't think a lot of men can say that. They can't. So niggas be- start shaking when they're <laughs> You want me not to have sex? Ugh. But that's again, that's a whole other conversation. That is another conversation. Anytime that I'm t- anytime my homegirls come and talk to me about like dating and stuff like that, I realize something. That exact same thing. You will always have a squad of five every single time. And I'm thinking to myself, so will you have that same that that new set of five? Every new season, a new set of set of five. Will you never just be on your own and stand on what you believe in and what you feel and be able to take yourself out on dates, be able to go get food by yourself in peace and not feel lonely and sad because you don't because you don't have a person that you can go and cuddle with at the end of the night. People are afraid of that loneliness and afraid of that vulnerability. And that's why it's hard for people to be committed mm. at this time to work committed. Because if you are genuinely committed, you're dropping any other option of anybody else outside of that person. So if that one person that you have to bank on is starts messing up, they get to I ha, you I they get to putting up with a lot of stuff because I know I have no backup now mm. and I would rather you come here and be cheating and be doing messed up stuff because at the end of the day, I can't fathom the fact that if you leave and I end this off right now, there's no one that's going to come and cuddle tonight. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So because I was genuinely trying to be a buck. No, yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear that. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you have to, in a sense, if you're not going to carry on that baggage to the next relationship and you don't want to and you don't want them to, you truly need to deal with your own baggage and see what's necessary and see what's not necessary. And so I, I, for, I just know for me, cause I, my parents are divorced. And so I always found women to be like security. And I always found them to be like, it's my safe space. It's my safe place. Safe space. Oh, safe place. Safe place. Yeah. Potato. My safe place. And it's just like, it's because like I experienced, I experienced my mom being alone. I experienced my dad being alone, like not having another partner. It's just like, they seem so alone. They seem so sad, like all the time. And so I'm like, I don't want to be that. I don't, I want to, I want to be happy. And so I just found happiness in these women. And so, but like when you find happiness in women, once the other woman's gone, it's like, okay, what's the next happiness? Who's the who's the next cutest girl, or how can they make me feel? And it's just a, a forever going chase. And Will so. Smith was talking that about the exact same thing. Oh my God! So basically, the the basically the main idea that I took from the uh, Will Smith book, when you bank your value and not just not just your value, when you put everything ahead of you, right? And the only thing that matters to you is the approval of if it's a woman or if it's the world and on and on and on and on, you will never be satisfied. If you cannot sit on your own or at least, mm-hmm. or at least put your, put what you, um, or at least put your bets on the horse that we were talking about earlier on something spiritual for some people is, is Jesus and some other people, um, it's the spirits and stuff of that nature. If you're not able to put what you value, not in, another earthly human being because the human will always fail you and the cards will always eventually come up broke kind of kind of in a sense so yeah nah i definitely because once once i took that break and really just focused on myself focused on my relationship with god and 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 finding me in him Mm. then he he healed everything he he took all the baggage that was unnecessary away and so when he did that 
I was comfortable in who I am. And I was like, my joy and my peace comes from him, not no other, no, not no other girl. And so that helped me go into the next relationship. Like, hey, like, it's like I am here to serve you as Christ did the church, you know. And so that that just that helps so much from the worldly other view of stuff. So. And just knowing your worth, like, yeah. I don't know what Will Smith's background is. I don't know what he believes in, but I know for me, like, me knowing my worth has helped me know, like, being in the relationship I'm in now, like. I heard you say earlier that like women don't know how in a way to like provide or cater without it being sex and like me personally me and my girl don't have sex and like even <laughs> it was on my birthday too it was on my birthday too but it wasn't it wasn't a bad gift it was just like a gift that like she got me some lebrons i don't like lebron y'all know that but like i just don't like lebron but the shoes were purple like purple and purple and yellow and she knows I love the color purple. So, like, it was a great gift. And she was trying her hardest, you know? So, like, she, women do cater. Women do listen. And I think once you take that out of the picture because you know your worth, you know where you belong to. Like, for me, you, like, all of us, we, we come from Jesus. Like, that's, that's who we are. So, we know that we shouldn't do that because we're disrespecting him. Like, knowing our worth, we get to know each other way more. And, like, we've had way more fruitful conversations because it's not like we're in a marriage or we need to have sex to, like, reconvene or, like, figure this out. But, no, we're actually talking like human human beings are supposed to because communication goes a long way yeah and i feel like especially in the before getting married in that dating process yeah. and the engagement process it's that's it's just so important like god's so strategic bro like developing that communication skill of we are struggling we are butting heads but let's come together and communicate let's not sex it out yeah. you know what i'm saying like let's do like let's communicate let's figure out the medium here like let's let's take accountability like that helps for the intimacy that is soon to come you know it just makes it stronger so yeah uh, one thing that i like to add um the ability to get good gifts is a skill that you need to work on and i feel like a lot of folks don't actually give gifts that often if it's not like a financial thing or it's also a thing of like folks don't care to give other people gifts because of it's it's difficult to get a well thought out gift for someone that you care about because you could do the whole i just give you money but then there's no thought behind it and it doesn't really matter in the in the, in the long term as well wow but as as we are going as we're going on trying to line out, let's move this conversation forward when did you guys realize that other people's existence was real Please get that to NK quickly because I, I say that again. And like how, like, can you reword it? When did you realize that everyone around you was not a robot? Like, when did you realize that it was not just you in this world? And you're not the only sentient being in said world. When I had a little brother. <laughs> when I was no longer the main character in life and he was getting all the treatment that I was getting and no longer was getting, that's when I was like, yeah, it's not just about me. And then when I noticed, like, my neighbors, like, moving up in the world, too, it was like, yeah, this is actually a real thing. Like, people have lives outside of me. Did that make you upset? No, nah, it was, like, it made me more curious. Like, having a little brother is, like, probably the greatest, the second greatest gift I've ever had because it's, like, I get to watch me grow up all over again and, like, be a part okay. of it and help, help him do everything that I wanted to do and, like, help him avoid everything that I did wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, I started realizing that other people existed outside of myself was my own siblings uh well i saw this story in the car with uh these folks and i literally followed each of my siblings around 
for a week straight. <laughs> so anything that they did, I was with. I was just with them. Uh, sleeping in the same room, just like traveling. And if they were going to go get food, I was going to get food. If they're going to the park, I'm going to the park with them. <laughs> Real experiment. Just, just Real experiment. to figure out if they turned off or not. Because of like my... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, you're actually like the way your mind is wired. Like you're you're different, bro. You're different. Like he's a real intellectual scientist, bro. bro. Like because of my whole thing that would piss me off. I was like, especially when it came with my little brother, he would do things, and I'd be like, why did you do that? There was no reason for you to do that. That that dumb shit you just did. <laughs> So, so that was what really sparked the idea of you know what I don't think. Basically, I you know how uh, in 2020 the meme of NPCs just went rampant and everyone just started saying everyone's an NPC. I genuinely believe there's people that just were not real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I want I want to give a one word answer, but I could definitely like yeah. I, I mean, for me, for me, let me let me let me go back to the question. For me, when I realized that people, I guess, were real in a sense, was like when I started to see things from like the bigger picture of everything. So mm-hmm. like when I started, stopped thinking of like, how am I going to get the bag? How am I going to, you know, put 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 that shit on? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I going to do this, do that, perform well for people's acceptance? Like once I started to see everything from kind of like, again, like everything, because I'm very like into with God. So like mm-hmm. everything is just like, how can I see stuff from his his lens instead of my lens? It helped me see a lot of stuff differently. So I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. And kind of. Um, I really was unprepared for this, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that kind of not so much helped me. But I think that's kind of the reason why I saw when I was younger, I just would see people as my enemies was because I was I was literally seeing people as this is like the villain of the week. Like this is like a stage I just need to get over. Sorry. <laughs> That's what Miles Morales called the villain in the other, just in the recent Spider-Man movie, and that irritated him. The villain of the week being called because it was it was even like you're you're just a villain. He said I'm a villain of the week, Mm -hmm. like not of the strong, not of the just. Oh, you're 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 not my you're not my auntie. Yeah, Yeah. it was Mm -hmm. just like he kept repeating it over and over, and so Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. Yeah. the thing that's funny, the thing that's funny, and that's why it be blowing me when people are so adamant on the fact that they're the main character, just just the main character in general, because it's like, bro, bro, what? You're not that important. I promise you in the grand scheme of things, you're, you're just not as important as you swear you are. Okay. So the fact that you're able to minimize not just these huge complete people but you're gonna minimize the things that they enjoy to do because that's not the thing that you're doing so it has to be not important okay yeah i think for me uh life became like i kind of always felt like people were real same way off of like siblings for sure kind of based on that but like people became so much more real when i experienced like death and like experiencing a person that's like I have lived and like grown up with you and this is and this like pass away and really like settle into the mindset of like I'm never like gonna see you again. Like that's like the that's the closing that's point the of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like there's no other way, like it's that's a something in life that I can't control. Like when did you realize that death was real? Um for me, yeah, the same thing with y'all like the siblings was a real big part, but like when death came about and like when you witnessed 
maybe not witness, but like experience a death of someone that's like close, like not just like a oh your great uncle in Nigeria that you never met passed away, like a real like I witnessed you, I was there with you, you made me feel like genuine emotions, and then you are just now gone. Mm-hmm. Real like really just made life so like a different level of like people are actually like real and like move around and actually like can leave too, mm-hmm. and like my aunt. Actually, yeah. continue, continue. Mm-hmm. My aunt, uh, I grew up with my aunt. Like, she's my dad's sister, and like, we were outside of my direct family. She was the closest person to us. You know, like, I went to when I went to Saint Anthony in my high school. We moved into her house. So when I was in eighth grade, me and my big sister moved into her house, and we stayed there until uh, my sophomore year. Middle of my sophomore year, she got sick, and then got she went to the hospital. So we had to move back to Coon Rapids and be going to Saint Anthony from Coon Rapids. <clears throat> and then uh, a few months later, like it was December. It was actually today, today in 2016, she passed away. May her soul rest in peace. That that day, and I like, I like. Uh, my dad was there. He picked me up from a basketball game, and like my uncle, her brother was with him too. And they picked me up from a basketball game. They were cool, and they were, how's your game? This, this, and this. And then they were, yeah, your aunt passed away today. And I sat in the car, and like the rest of the car ride was silent. It was thirty minutes from my career. Like the rest of the, this pause, was in, within the first five pause, minutes. Pause, yeah. pause. So they were just talking to you about sports, and then just slipped in your autism. It, it was like you, they, you could tell that like someone was wrong. Oh, but like okay, I just yeah, came yeah. out of the, the basketball game. So they're just like, how was how was your game? It was smooth. I was yeah, it was good. I was I had this points, team one, this this and this, and they're like, yeah, okay, that's good. Um, well, your aunt passed away a few hours ago, and then it was just silent. Like, it was dead silent from there. I didn't, and like, the, that whole rest of the car ride, it was dark, and like, going back home, and I was so like, uh, there's no way that that's like for real. Like, there's no way that this is like really real life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I can go to her crib right now, yeah. and just she's just gonna be there. Y'all, you know, like, lying to my face. Right, like, it's like, there's no way that people like lie, die for real. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I thought that was like a myth. They do that over there type thing. You know what I'm saying? But like, once you really, Realize like that really like settles in, and it's like wow, I'm not going like I'm not going to see this again. Like I'm not going to see you again. I'm not going like then like whatever my like last words were to you or like last experience was. It's like that's all like real. It's it's real life now, and there's no turning back the clock. So it made it such a like people are really going through like their clock, like their day to day life, counting down, like just going about their day. You know? Yeah, I would to relate to that. Um, when I realized death, that death was real was when my dad, he almost died from his opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. And the thing with my dad is that my whole life, he, he, looked, he was Superman to me. Like nothing could defeat him. He was this big, strong, bald dude, like, like just right. strong, very confident, everything. Yeah. And so it was just like to see him defeated, like he, he literally, he could have died that day. And to be in the hospital bed, and like just contemplating life, it was just like, dang. Right. Like the person I see as this gl- my glorious king, LeBron James to me, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's in this bed like weak. Like I'm I'm at this point, I'm stronger than him. You know right. what I'm saying? And so right. that's what when I realized like I was just like, dang, bro, like I can't take nothing for granted. Like the people in my life, I want to try to maximize that relationship to the fullest, you know? So yeah. Passing from that, um, I feel like the fact that people die, people need to be so intentional 
with how they talk with their old people that are older than them, right? Man. Because of they have so much lore, lore that you just do not know about. Like it was oh, like a couple months ago, I asked my uh, grandma, "What do you do?" And she was like, "Oh, you know, I was like a principal. I was like a principal superintendent for like the biggest uh, schools in Nigeria." And I'm like. Since, since when? And I was talking um, to a couple other of my family members. And then I'm like, y'all are doing all of these crazy different things. My one uncle, he creates, pla- like he builds planes. My other one does this chemistry thing and on and on and on and on and on. And there's so much lore. So there's been this idea of dad lore going on uh, throughout social media. What was some dad lore that y'all got that just... Sure, uh, it's ex- experiences, experiences that your dad went through that you're like, what you did? You knew Obama when he was young. How? Those those type of things. Yeah. Dad, Lord, my dad has crazy stories that I cannot say, but it's like <laughs> Is there the, any the you more, can't say? Dang, <laughs> I don't like my dad. Um, FBI, CIA agent type man. <laughs> Like, it, and when you, like, really sit down and talk to them on some, like, what really was going on. Like, my dad would always, like, tell us stories growing up, but they were more, like, educational. Like, uh, it's to teach you something type of stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. as I got older, it's like, I'm just literally just telling you, like, past of, like, I can tell him about, like, I'm having troubles with this relationship thing, you know, like, a, like a, or these friendship thing. And he'll be, like... I had this experience with my old friend or with this old girl or something like that. And it's like, a, you're being a buck with me, like real about like this situation. And it's like, we're so much like, what's it? The apple don't fall too far from the tree. Like in so many situations of like, we are, I'm really your you son. Are me. You know, like, like <laughs> and, and, you. And, and parents sit back, especially fathers with their sons. Like they sit back and watch that all the time of like, it is such a different feeling of like sitting back and seeing your son like, I, I can't even, I can scold you for this and whatever thing is, but like, I am, as I'm seeing you mess up in this way or whatever, I am picturing back to what I did. And it's such a crazy, like 360 moment of like, oh my goodness, like you are really my son. But for my, for my dad, like dad, Wait, real quick, the yep. funniest thing about that, when they're sitting back, just watching you fumble and just do all this dumb shit, bro. They're really like, ah, I could really step in and save him from all of this. But he has to go through it. He, this is building blocks Fact. that you have to go through. But continue. Fact. I think with my dad, um, my dad, like, I've always grown up and seen my dad as like a really, he's like a really respected man across like the community and just across like every room that I've seen him step in. He's always been like him to everybody and everyone all automatically pays such like respect to this guy. But especially in like the Nigerian community, and so growing up, I like getting older and being able to talk to him about certain stuff, he would tell me stories about like stuff that he would do back in Nigeria and really just in a way of like, this man was just solidly, either really solid or like the best at whatever he genuinely was like putting his mind to over there, you know? And like really in such a way of, now that you can come over here and people can come and be like, pay you the utmost respect as seeing you as head honcho in every room you step in because you really earned it. Not cause you, this isn't this, you know? But like as a genuine, guy and like seeing that kind of thing and seeing like a i don't know like the the main the main ones i can see too is like even how he deals with like women mm-hmm. that it's like he got to having conversations with me of like when you are that guy how women are gonna treat you and how you have to maneuver around women in this way and even to this day like in 
a community and seeing how like like women know that I have a wife. You know what I mean? And but seeing certain stuff of like they're gonna they treat me in this way and you have to I don't know, it's like real putting me on is like such uh game of like this is how you maneuver how you life. when how, yeah. how you move through life when mm-hmm. you are in places that you want to be and taking these certain steps mm-hmm. that you want to do but yeah that man he's just he's really a cia he's not supposed to be here man. <laughs> yeah one day i think on his deathbed he'll let you know that he killed a man but all right passing over god forbid man but I, <laughs> you said uh dad dad Lord? like mm-hmm. just learning things about your uh, family and learn to think uh, you can. Take it. Oof. I say, I remember when I was in Ohio, I remember just growing up, I was like, I want to go to Ohio State uh, University, play basketball for them. I was like, I want to, or if I can't even play basketball, I just want to go to college. Because, like, I loved my family in Ohio so much. But I didn't know the dirt behind everything. <laughs> and literally, I remember, bro, we went down there, and my uncle what he suffered he suffered from ALS and he passed away I think two years ago but he like was tweaking on his on my aunt and I just seen all the dirt and I was seeing that my aunt one of my aunts has just always been a, a drunkard and I just thought that's how she acted but no she's always just been drunk and I was like what it was just all this family drama and it just like took away my excitement my love for Ohio and so it was just like <laughs> just just knowing just knowing literally like i don't want to be here it's just like knowing the family dirt it was just like wow it just it really it really helped me appreciate my father from overcoming all that because he could have just been another one of them you know what i'm saying and my family in ohio is amazing i love them they're they're very blessed and anointed but they definitely the drama and everything that i learned like i i do credit my parents for like covering all that up when i was younger Cause they made every they made Ohio seem like Disneyland for real. Like we were so excited to go to Ohio, bro. Like it was just a great time. But now when you realize you get older, it's just like those real talks are starting to you know come upon you. And so, but yeah, I'll definitely say I feel like my dad like he's definitely instilled wisdom into me like at a very young age because I got to see him weak at a very young age. And so it was just like he just had to break it down to me like, hey, this is this, this is that. This is what I struggle with. You will soon struggle with it because it's just a generational thing. So be aware of it. And so, yeah, I just I also find it is like not just having that one major big talk with him, but like as I'm struggling to reach out and just to be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. This is what's going on. What has helped you in the past? Because this is everybody's first time at life. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody is going to get anything perfect and so just to be like hey i know i know you struggled with this like help me you know and so and just to know like just have that you just know that's your dad you know he went through the same thing it's like difference of i'm like hey mac like have you went through this help me like his advice would just be so much different from my dad's advice you know so yeah yeah if that um, makes sense. it's not even dad lord this is parent lord because like both of my parents, like, you guys know my parents. You would never guess these things about them. But, like, they used to move illegal things that you're not supposed to move. Mm-hmm. Like, regularly. Furn- furniture, yeah. tables. Like, crazily, right? And I've always wondered, like, why me and my cousins are so quick on our feet when we're stuck in a bad spot. And it's not like we're doing those things. But, like, why are we so quick to sell everything we have so we can have money? And it's because, like, the things they used to do when they were young, like, when they were 16, they were kicked out of their mom's and dad's house because their parents were just tweaking on them. So it was like, 
they have to learn how to fend for themselves. And it's like, they instill that in us. They're not going to let us make the same mistakes and possibly go to prison for the rest mm -hmm. of our life. But it's like, we have set you up mentally to know how to succeed if you're ever stuck in a gym. Real quick, real quick. I realized that I was taking tendencies for the people that I was around yeah. when I would like sit um, sit with somebody. Uh, they explained it on um, a TV show. So basically, oh, they explained it on Blackish. Um, Andre, hood dude, all that stuff. Talking, yeah. to his, talking to his kid. He's like, he was talking to his junior. He was talking to Junior. He was like, hey man, I actually lived a tough, hard life, real hood stuff going yeah. on, right? So anytime they would like sit together face to face, do you ever just see me like just scanning the perimeter by accident? It's because I want to make sure I can see everything yeah, around. That's how my and it's like, is, yeah. even though that I have nothing about that type of life, yeah. but like I was around folks that were doing crazy shit for no apparent reason. Honestly, that's that's kind of funny because I know my parents would be so upset if they knew the folks that I was hanging out with yeah. when I was in high school and stuff like yeah. that. But again, beyond the point, like one of my tendencies, I I don't like sitting where there's nothing behind me. I, I, I don't I don't like that. Like and it's like for example, when we would be at um uh eating lunch at St. Thomas, and I would always want the corner booth, like yeah. in the the far in the far corner, because my whole thing is. I will. I'll be so damned if something just comes behind me and hits me in the head, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Wait, so you you want where nothing's behind. Yeah, I want to be my back on the wall. Yeah, That's yeah. how I sit too. Mm -hmm. And then you used to piss me off because I was the same exact way. Yeah. <laughs> we will end up sitting just just shoulder to shoulder on the back the back of the wall. <laughs> yeah. Now I didn't realize how crazy, especially my dad, how crazy his life was until he sat me, my brother, and my cousin down, and my mom down for like lunch or whatever. And he was like, we were just talking about like life and like how hard like life was. And he's like, I would have humiliated you in high school and you're 22 years old. I would have humiliated him too. And I was like, that's such a disrespectful thing to say to a human being that you will humiliate them. Like how bad he would have whooped our ass. Like if we were to fight on the street. And then I heard the stories of like, he just woke up and went outside and there was eight kids at his doorstep and he fought all of them. Did he win? No. But then, real quick, real quick, real quick, I feel like I feel I feel like people don't realize how insane it is to get jumped. If you're ever about to get jumped, don't stand on no business. Right? You're no. not an MMA superhero ninja turtle ass dude, bro. I promise you, you get your ass whooped. And this was a crazy thing. He lost, right? But he went to school with all of them, and he would see them at the park or the playground or the rec center. He made it a point every time he saw one of them or two of them by themselves, he was gonna whoop them. And you think, oh, it's over after the first time they fight again. No, it was every single time he saw you breathing. This lasted until high school. If I, I remembered you jumping me when I was five years old, six years old. I'm going to beat your ass every time I see you. And I was like, yeah, you would have dogged all three of us at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you got it. Like After hearing that experience, you just see things that you shouldn't see. And I think the funny thing is, you thought you were an angry child, and yeah. then really, that's an actual angry child. Just waking up fighting. And it wasn't fighting because you wanted to fight or just for fun. You had I, to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like just knowing, I, just, I don't know why parents do this, like try to hide their past from their kids. Well, I know why, but I feel like just expose you can't, it. You can't show them the void of the abyss without preparing them to look at the abyss. Yes, <laughs> yep, yep, that's very true. But I feel like for me, my parents, like at now at this age, like they're, or when I was about, I guess, 16, they like uncovered everything. Mm. And it helped me understand because I was like, oh, it helped me understand like, it was like, oh, cause I, that's why I struggle crazily with this mm. addiction or this fear or whatever. And 
just learning that helps me also be like spiritually aware, emotionally aware, prepared, just prepared of what's going to come my way. And if it comes my way, like how to handle it, not like my father. So for example, my dad has a crazy anger issue. Like, mm-hmm. man, like he won't even say a word. Like if he, it's just two breaths. So just, like, it's just really like scary. <laughs> and, and it, it it gets it gets bro. Um, it's just I get flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks to asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy, but he has a crazy anger issue, and I seen it in my um one of my younger brothers, Jaden, and it was just crazy because I would always whenever anytime I felt angry, like it would be for the smallest thing, but I would get this big rage, and I was just like why i don't have to be that angry over that thing but it's it's because this is kind of like a the anger like the devil works out out of the spirit of anger confusion all that if he can get you angry he can spiritually take you like you're take you to a low you know and so you're coming from your spirit mind to your um your cardinal mind so your worldly mind and once you're in your worldly mind and your fleshly mind then it's like it's wraps because then you're making conscious decisions or sometimes unconscious decisions that can hurt you. And so that just knowing their past definitely helps me be spiritually and just prepared and aware. So what's a characteristic for all y'all that you feel like your father has this and I have gotten this from you? Like that is like the most prevalent. Mm. And like a, I see this in my father and I have to I'm self aware that I have this characteristic of myself. So drastically. Mm. I probably say, and I, I admit it, bro. I probably say when I was younger, like cheating, like cheating, cause my dad, my dad cheated on his his other girlfriends, and he also cheated on my mom, mm-hmm. and so that 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 was one thing that I struggled with huge, cause I was just like, why why is it so easy? Like why do I want to do it? Like why is it a desire? You know, I. The thing that I got my, from my dad is definitely the fake aloofness. Like, it looks like I don't care, but deep down, I feel everything. I feel everything. And I will get it back in blood. That's what. It, if. Oh my God. There's this. Nigga, what? You got me when I was weak. I'm strong now. What do you mean? Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? You know, oh my God. You know, that is that is literally, oh my God. I feel like that's kind of like an insecurity of my own because I feel like I must get it back in blood. You will never say that you defeated me. I can't have it. Is that my one of my big flaws? Yes, it's one of my big flaws. <laughs> funny, little, little quick, little quick, funny, little quick, funny thing. So I, I tried out for um, uh, basketball. I tried out for basketball at Champlain Park High School, right? <laughs> Tried out, and, and the thing is, I'm a confident dude. I've always been a confident dude, right? So I was walking around telling everybody, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm making JV, forced by fire. So I told the whole school, and what happens, I get cut. Cut like a month. I didn't make varsity, not JV, not sophomore, not freshman A, nor, fresh, nor, nor freshman B. It was so bad. And motherfuckers were clowning me for the longest that I went and I made like a list of everybody that that made the team that year. And then one by one, I played everybody one on one to get my wins back. That's how I that's how I did it. And I beat a lot of I got a, I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. 
Nah. And the funny thing is now, the nah. funny thing is now, I got I got bullied <laughs> so bad. I went I transferred schools, right? And it was funny because of because of <laughs> one thing that I realized: people don't actually hoop for real. By the time our junior year, all the ones that clown me hasn't played basketball since freshman year. So whole and beyond, one of us is our best playing basketball still. Your hoop dreams ended before mine did. And that's kind of the thing that I hang my hat on. But yeah, that's kind of one of the things that I got from my dad. It made me one, it makes me one of the most driven individuals ever because of it, it makes mm, one of the downfalls of it. I sometimes have to make sure that I lose just so I can get that feeling again. Yeah. Because if I'm winning all the time, it doesn't, yeah, well, what does winning mean if I'm not burning other folks? It, yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, because my whole thing is it doesn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. And I hate the fact that it doesn't feel as good. So sometimes I do get into the self-sabotage uh, tendencies of doing that. So yeah, that's, that was my own. Yeah, the the one I have the most is my dad stands on business in a crazy way where, like, he will know that you talked behind his back, and when he finds out that you did that, the next time he sees you, it's like when he got jumped that one, it's on site, and he's not going to ask you why you did it. He's going to tell you, I no longer rock with you, and I will deal with you accordingly and walk away. And personally, I'll, I'll deal with you accordingly is hilarious. And personally, like, it's been used in my life and it's been good and it's also been really bad because I will tell you like you suck at life and I don't want to be around you no more and that's it I don't care what you have to say and like it's been detrimental to me as growing as a person but it's also like you need to sit in that because you are you are a dickhead like you really need to figure out what you did and why you did that like is, did me wrong like is, is your dad Nigerian because that sounds like a very that's a very just, Nigerian just sentence black. I, will, I will deal with you yeah, yeah that's what he says <laughs> he's like he says I'll treat you accordingly mm. and then he'll walk away that's it like yeah, yeah. that sounds scary yeah last one <laughs> I was telling Chase, and like, with well, my dad, really just like how I talked about before, like how he deals with other people. I feel like it's such a, how he is in like a public setting is so similar to like how I see myself in public settings. Like, it's such a quick, like, ADD. Like, he's jumping from one corner to the next corner talking to, like, he will can have a full conversation with everybody that is in this room, 100 plus people in this room, and he can make it a point to, you feel what I'm saying? Like, do go from, each point and like make everyone feel like they're his best friend. And I've seen that go to like such a fault at times. Like even when I was like growing up, like it's it's really easy to make someone, I don't know, it's kind of like a cheat code to him. Like again, to make someone feel, even if it's like a manipulative in a way, like- Let me hit you with, ma- the, cra- let me hit you with the craziest thing ever. When I was 16, I learned that everybody wants to feel importance. So sure. if you treat them, or not even, you don't even need to treat them like they're importance. You just have to make them feel like they're important, and the way that their like chemistry inside just changes. And that's what crazy. that's what I literally like witnessed my dad do to with a cheat code like since growing up. Like even when it came to like my little sister's graduation, I literally watched him. He came to me and he said some. Do you have a DJ that we could get hired for your sister's graduation? This, this, and this. I'm here talking about this person, this person. They're probably going to charge you this. They'll charge you this. When everything he's like, they're going to charge. I said, yes, it's a job. Do you think you're going to get like 
all these people that get DJs and this, this, and this. You think you're going to get DJ? This nigga didn't, didn't even acknowledge what I said. Picked up the phone, called like top tier DJ in the African community, talking about some just normal conversation. The dude didn't even have to ask. He's, bro, I would love to come and DJ your daughter's thing. And you know, it's all I need is a plate of food and I'm good. Anything for you. Anything, and he's on speaker. Like, I'm talking about this man was schooling me, just on speaker, talking about. Just listening and looking at me the whole time while this man's on the phone talking about, I would do anything for you. You're my guy. You have done this, this, and this for me. I'm, how do you, this is a guy that you like, you don't know him by anything besides DJ this. Like, you do not know this man's first name. And he feels like you are his blood uncle. Like, I owe you my life. And I just, my dad has such a talent of like, making people feel that important. Yeah, it just makes you you wonder like, what he said. What did he you do? Know what I'm saying, like, what yeah. did he do in the past? You know that that's like that made him feel that important. But it could, it literally could have been like one conversation. Like he just or he's like, or like he knows the family of them maybe, and man. was like you you know this. Oh, I did this. Yeah, right. we were used to work together. You know, but like, but like I said before too, like my dad has like he still on business with a lot of stuff of like yeah. of like even like talking to other people in the community and like. Stories that my dad told when I was a kid, and it was like that's probably fake. Like you weren't top of the class, you weren't doing all the town shows, this and this. And I'll talk to a regular on Tinder, like he was, he was really like that. Like I can't even lie to you, as his son, he was, he was really like that. So every story he told you was it was a fact. Like he wasn't lying to you. Like he there's a reason why he comes here and we dap him how we dap him. You feel what I'm saying? Because he really did that, you know. So I I just respect him for that, and I, I see those like characteristics in me to a fall of like a of like everybody's your friend. You know, and like when it gets sticky, though, I've seen it get sticky for him of like not a, he knows mentally that not everybody can actually be your friend. Yeah. But now this person feels like they're your best friend and you don't like you really could care less. But you naturally made them feel like they are that close to you. You know, that is some of the scariest stuff ever because of, you know, post psych major, you know, we did the whole mental health and, and the whole brain chemistry thing. Right. When you make someone feel like they're the whole world, it's they kind of get addicted to that idea. Very addicted. So very addicted. I I don't care if there's no no video on it. You're chilling. Um, It's a thing where they get so addicted to that feeling of being that guy to you, like you love me unconditionally. You are my brother. Da 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 da. So when the person doesn't show that same level of affection, it kills them. And it genuinely not, not just makes somebody spiral, but it makes them question their whole existence in yeah. totality. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go live. I'm not going to lie. I was just going to say the traits that I feel like have, that I take from my father have been passed down. I feel like it's like a gift and a curse, like joking. Like sometimes I can joke way too much and I can also use joking as like a mechanism to cover up a lie. Um, And I could really be like, oh, I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And I truly don't fuck with you, but I'll be like, I'm just playing, bro. Like, you know, like, and so it's like, or like if I do something bad and then the bad shows up in the light, and I'm like, bro, I was joking, bro. Like, take it, relax. You know what I'm saying? And so, but also sometimes it's good because, like, with with or if you're thinking the cardinal mindset, kind of, it's like with women, it's like I, you can get them to giggle. You know what I'm saying? And just all that. And so, we after he's done, I'm cutting it. <laughs>
Kind of okay, but yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So it's like, and also with just with friends, like you just make make your friends laugh and everything. So obviously, it's good vibes, but it can also be a curse. So, and then yeah, I would definitely say I'm trying to kind of develop the belief of I'm school intelligent. In the sense of like, I've always thought like, oh, the best I can do is B's and C's. You know what I'm saying? And like pushing myself to do the, to like literally just get straight A's. Cause I can really do it, but it's really just a matter of like me and putting in the effort and everything. And so I feel like some, my brother has that easily from my dad because my dad's actually really, really smart man. But yeah. All right, y'all. Um, wow. This has been a fun hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've made it this far, leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, comment button, all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sir. go to TikTok, the Dojo Cast, uh, uh, Instagram, the Dojo Pod. Um, Instagram again, Sensei and K. Uh, uh, give me money, please. This shit is expensive. All that jazz. And we're out. <laughs> uh.